You are listening to a Radio Free Podcasting production. For more great podcasts like this, head on over to RadioFreePodcasting.com. Welcome to the Finer Things Club, a podcast with class. Hello, welcome to the Finer Things Club. I'm Carly. I'm Erica. And I'm Patrick. And today we are here to talk about the book company. Wait, hey, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I have a question. Before we even talk about this book, I have a question. Okay. Whenever we do this podcast, whenever we're about to start doing this podcast, RFP Corporate sends down a tray with three donuts on it for us, and there's only two donuts. I want to know, where's my donut? Which one of you ate my donut? I need to know who ate my donut before I could start. I don't know what you're talking about, Patrick. Mm-hmm. I only had one donut. I only had one mm. donut. Mm-hmm. Well, one plus one doesn't equal three, so one of you is lying. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this book. We're going to circle back you know to this, so though. Funny is we actually got donuts this week <laughs> for my sister's birthday. <laughs> really? So I currently have a couple of donuts in the kitchen. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it is. Got them. Sure, Sister's Carly. Uh-huh. Suspect. Suspect. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're talking about the book Company by author Max Berry. Did you do research again? Did you do homework? Always. I'm curious. Okay, good. Uh, this Always. Is but but you're jumping really ahead. Today, we need to oh, right, 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 put right. our additions right. into the Finders Things list. Oh, right. I forgot. I don't know why I keep saying finders things. Finders. <laughs> we're going to find them. Put our addition into the finder things list. Who'd like to start us off? Not me, because I'm not ready. I'm going to look around. My, <laughs> oh, shoot. I'm going to look around real quick. Well, that means Carly's starting, because oh. I'm not ready either. <laughs> you guys, I'm going to submit a complaint to corporate about how my team Fine, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> go. No, don't go to corporate. I don't think you want to go in there. <laughs> Uh, I will submit the album Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple. It's incredible. Okay. Are we going last year? Music is art and fine things. Yeah. Okay. I I can say. This is definitely art. I can stay with the like a music theme and I'm going to go Taylor Swift folklore vinyl. (laughs) Hold on a second. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, Patrick's walked away. Spoiler alert, I haven't actually listened through the whole album yet because everyone told me it's like an emotional roller coaster <laughs> and I'm just not prepared for it. So I've only listened to snippets, but we're going to pretend I've totally listened. <laughs> Do you mean this? Ooh, wait, there's a parental advisory on it. Why is there swearing on the album? I don't know. You'll notice that it's still in the shrink wrap. <laughs> <laughs> um,. I heard nothing but great things about folklore. Yeah. And so when I saw the opportunity to get on Vital, I was like, fine. I have Amazon Music, so I could listen to it for free at any point. <laughs> and I still haven't gotten around to doing it. And then once I bought it, I'm like, well, why am I going to listen to it digitally when I could sit here and listen to it on my record player? But just keep forgetting. In fact, I forgot I had it until you mentioned it. I'm like, huh. Oh, well, you're welcome. I think you just put something on the Finer Things Club list that I have. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm pretty impressed with myself. Yes. Does this mean I have to put it on the shelf with all the books? I think so. I think it should be like the little backdrop. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I mean, because isn't, you know, the shelf for the books that we read for the podcast as opposed to just additions oh, to like, right. you, you need it. Yeah. 
but it's only a matter of time before Erica starts her Taylor Swift podcast. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean. So, so maybe maybe you can have me on for the folklore episode. Wait, no, uh-uh, I want to be on 1989. All right. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Books, I think? No, Carly, Carly, what are you inducting? Uh, so my edition this week, I'm going away from books for, for once. Um, and I'm going to put the TV series Schitt's Creek because oh, it's amazing. Allow. I loved it. Um, and, you know, also it's Pride Month and this show is just such a great representation. And yeah, I loved it. Please watch I, it. So I have a question. I have a question for you, Carly. Yes. Now that you've said the name of that show that you put on the list, do I have to give this episode the explicit tag or not? How does that work? <laughs> That's a good question. Because mm-hmm. I didn't see how you spelled it. I don't know what you were really saying. We've I been can't... so good up until now. I Who knew that it would be Carly that would break the rule? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I do think you do. Unless it was just an ongoing so. joke at award shows that we just had to, like, beep it out. <laughs> or they had they had to so at the uh, the Emmys in the fall they had to show the title card every time they said the word as they said it. But I don't Got know it. if it was just a joke or if it is a word because I don't swear, so I can't remember what the borderline is for FDA. And, you know, I recall watching an episode of uh, was it the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. Um, where mm-hmm. every time he said it, they had to flash the official title right under the screen. So and we can't do that. We're we're, <laughs> we're, only we're audio. an uh, audio medium, so it's just not going to work. Bummer. All right. Aren't you allowed to drop now. in one swear word in a PG movie though? And or PG. All right, I'm going to let you have it. that, which is a shame <laughs> because it, at one point in today's episode, I was going to need to drop an f bomb for context, but I guess I'm not <laughs> oh going to be able to. Oh my gosh! Oh my wow! And that will, this will all make sense later. But carry on. Cool. I think we've right. put some good choices on the list here. I yeah. So too. But I've already thought of my next choice now that we talked about the emotional Wait a minute. poster <laughs> of the folklore album. <laughs> we'll save you it for next time. The, you're like, I don't have one. And now you've yeah. already got the next one. I like well, that. Well, when you walked away, I admitted that I've not actually listened to folklore <laughs> because. See? <laughs> so it's not just me. No, because. Wait, you've I, never heard it? I've only heard snippets because everyone talked about <laughs> the emotional roller coaster it is, and they all do okay. it with their wine, and I'm just not in the right, like, mindset to go on that emotional journey with Swifties yet. But me thinking <laughs> about that reminded me that I got a new tool to drink my wine, and so I will save that item as, like, a. Next I'm intrigued. Item. Okay. Yes. And we're going to need to do the next episode soon. Right? I, I've already read the book. Eric, yeah, Eric has already I'm read the ahead. book. I'm so. ahead. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, the, the, I'm the one lagging this time. I'm usually done before all of you. Yes. I haven't started I burned it either. through the audiobook. I started it, and I know this is this is not where we're going with this one, but no. but just for a little, little context, I found that it's harder for me to like do stuff around the house in a book like that, where there's yes. world building, and I have to understand what's going on. Versus the books we've read that kind of take place in our world. So, you know, mm-hmm. I understand what an HR department is. I don't have to really think about it. So I started our next book, which I'm not even going to say the name. Yeah. Our listeners are going to have to come back to find out what it is. I mean, they could and just go like, on the website and see what's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They could go to our go website. Go visit our website. <laughs> Radiofreepodcasting.com. <laughs> but I, I was like making breakfast and stuff. And then I was just doing things. And I was like, wait. I'm not sure I'm following this. I need to pay closer attention. So yeah. I'm going to wait, but I've got a long flight 
next week. And so oh, yes. I think I'm going to knock it out on a flight. Nice. So I'm just yeah. saving it. Like I'm two, I'm two chapters in, but I'm not, I'm not sure how much I really grasped of what I've just read. So I was like, maybe I'll just start from scratch once I'm on the flight. Yeah. So that, so our next book was my first audiobook. I did this as an audiobook as well. Shout out to National oh, Audiobook you? Month is June. So shout nice. out to that. But I'm like you, Patrick, oh. I got nervous because I listened to it and got through chapter two and I was like, I, I didn't follow any of that, but it got better. Gotcha. But I told Carly, I got confused because when I did this audiobook, the, it told me it was 11 parts. So it wasn't like clear cut to me when he announced the new chapter was starting. And I was like, I have mm-hmm. no idea where I am in this book. And I think that's the part I didn't like is I was like, wait. And so I had to ask her if there were chapters or not. So I'm very much like, let me listen to a chapter. And it was like hour and a half left to go. And I was like, no. And I still haven't answered that question because I didn't have the book on me at the time. (gasps) You told me you were going to find out the answer by today. Do you want me to go grab it right now? I have it. I have it right here. Hold on. I'll I'll get that for you. I need to know the format. Is it chapters or sections? (laughs) Patrick, does this mean that you buy the physical book and the audio book? Oh, so um, if I'm going to read a book, I buy a copy of it. And if we're going to do it for this podcast, I buy another copy <laughs> of it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I, um, I, you can't tell over the Zoom, yes. but this, this hardcover is pretty beat up. I bought this like the day it came out years and years and years ago. Max Berry is my favorite author. So when this, and this was the first of his books that came out after I had discovered who he was. So it was like, oh my God, he has a new book. And I went and picked it up. And so this one's been read several times. Um, Before I forget, I should check and see the answer to the question. I flipped through. uh, I don't see chapter numbers, but I do see if you remember how it kind of would have like a quick break and he'd say Q3, Q4, 3, December. That's all. There's little... There's little images of like a letter tray when there's a, like a like a break in the chapter, okay. but it those take place frequently, so I wouldn't call them chapters. Mm-hmm. But it was a little. So I, what I wanted to add was the first time and probably second. I think I've read this several times. The, f- the first couple times I read it, I actually read read. That's why I have the book. Yeah. Then I won a copy of it at a conference, <laughs> so I do have an extra copy that I might be willing to part with if somebody needs it. <laughs> but. Um, was i gonna say oh but what this was the first time i had done it read this book on audio and i i found that difficult too going there there's there's no stopping points like because typically what i'll do is if i'm making breakfast or cleaning or something i'm like it's almost time to start work but i'll just push through until they say the chap the next chapter and then i'm gonna hit stop and go to work and i'm like walking around the house looking for stuff to do i'm like the chapter is never ending no but Eventually, I figured it out. I'm like, oh, right. He only does the breaks on the quarters, which are or on the months on a new month. And there's a lot that takes place in a month. So if there mm-hmm. are chapters, they're very long. So yeah. eventually, I'm like, just find a stopping point. What I would do is I would stop, and when I would come back the next day, I'd back up like a good like 30 yeah. seconds to a minute and just refresh of what was happening because it was harder. Yeah. It was very jarring. I, I was so confused, and I had to ask Carly if this is how audiobooks are, or did I download my audiobook Mm-mm. wrong and do the settings wrong? No. So typically, typically they will tell you. That it's a new chapter like i've done like harry potter's and they tell you like there's really good stopping points yeah. in harry potter to to know like this is a good place to take a break come back later or or pause it and see how long this chapter is and see if you want to squeeze it in yes. in the amount of time you have left yeah so. okay okay thank you audiobook 101 <laughs> i i don't i don't mind it i did pretty well with both of them 
I did like the other book that we'll discuss later because it had rotating narrators. So I was very right. clear on which character we were talking about. I'm not going to lie. The audiobook person for this needs to work on his voice differentiation for female characters because <laughs> they all blurred. I do agree. And so I, I, they all kind of sound I the same, do yeah. have a character list for this podcast solely because I was misidentifying them as like, oh, that's evil person and that's good female and that's the misunderstood female because Spoiler i couldn't remember alert. their because <laughs> i couldn't remember and their he, names and, and 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 this is the one that i'm not sure if i'm gonna like by the end of the yeah. book <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how i feel about this person yet okay let's talk about the author okay sorry sorry we're wait we're only 13 minutes in is it really time to start yet? yeah yeah <laughs> Let's go back to talking about the I, different I got ways. A few, I've got a few more tangents in me left. Sure. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Go for it. No, get, let's, let's do it. Okay. Uh, so Max Berry um, is an Australian. Um, mm-hmm. He's an author whose satire is written all over his books and his blog. Um, so I pulled satire. this. Satire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, this I pulled is a this true story? <laughs> I don't know. Some of those some of those scenes reminded me of a job I had, <laughs> which which is where I worked when I read this book, and I think that's why I identified so strongly with it at the time. Nice. It's been a, a number of years before since I read it, but man, it hit home when it first came out. <laughs> Go ahead, Carly. Satire. He's, he writes yeah, satire. Yeah, Go ahead. Okay, so this is word for word from his website. So Max Berry is an Australian who pretended to sell high end computer systems for Hewlett Packard while secretly writing his first novel, Syrup, in 1999. In fact, he still has the laptop he wrote it on because HP forgot to ask for it back, but keep that to yourself. He put an extra X in his name for Syrup because he thought it would be a funny joke about marketing and failed to realize everyone would assume he's a pretentious (laughs) a-hole. Jennifer Government, his second novel, was published in 2003 with no superfluous X and sold much better. Uh, I learned that he also created the online political game Nation States, which, uh, mm-hmm. which he says he's far more famous for amongst high school students and poli-sci majors. Um, and he's also a coach for a game called Netball, which is really weird, but I guess it's an Australian thing. Um, that's the bulk of my <laughs> research on him, but I read through some of his blogs and I just love his personality. <laughs> I think he's so funny. So if you have some downtime and you just want to read his blog, go do it. So years ago, this actually, when I was in college, I um, was just in a Barnes and Noble and I saw Jennifer Government on the shelf under like the new fiction and the cover was just very cool looking. It was just a picture of an eye with a barcode tattooed under it. And I was like, what's this all about? And I read the description. And I was like, this is bonkers. This is absolutely bonkers. It was about essentially um, loyalty programs gone way too far. So uh, essentially like if Coke and Pepsi had a loyalty program and, and then Coke teamed up with like Nike and then they, they're under like one banner so pepsi and adidas team up and eventually there's two major loyalty programs that you can be a part of and you have to swear brand loyalty to the point that you take the last name you change your last name to the company you work for because it just becomes all about brand right and it gets so out of hand that by the end of the book the the two companies have actually literally gone to war um the book was crazy 
And I was just, I had never really read anything like it. I was like, this is nuts. And I was, I was in college studying marketing. And then I read that he was a marketing guy. And I was like, this is so cool. So I went back and read syrup at that point. And that was where I was going to drop the F-bomb because the, the, the premise of syrup is uh, the main character comes up with a concept for a new soda called F-bomb, but actually called. Okay. <laughs> Use your imagination. I'll be I'll be polite. I don't want to get that E rating on here. <laughs> um, and he gets a he sets up a meeting with Coke to try to sell them on it. And at some point during the meeting, someone mentions to him like, "Well, you did get like the trademark for this, right?" And he realizes he didn't, so he runs the trademark office. And when he goes to trademark it, he finds out that his roommate has trademarked it because he told his roommate about his great idea. And it just goes from there on this like crazy journey of inventing a new soda. Um, so it was another thing that like, as a marketing student in college, I was like, just thought this was the coolest thing. His, the book company came out. I mean, it was like perfect timing. Cause the first two were so tied up in marketing when I was a student the company came out when I had graduated and was working my first corporate job post-college. <laughs> and so it, it really, and I was working in HR <laughs> <laughs> and it really made me question what we did there. Nice. So I actually decided to do what Patrick normally does, um, and I didn't read the book jacket um, or do any nice. research on the book prior to this one, because I kind of figured, you know, since this was your suggestion and your favorite author, that you at least knew the concept if you hadn't already read the book. Um, so I went into it with no expectations other than knowing that his other books are in the sci-fi section. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I loved it and i loved not being able to sort of have an idea of what was going on from the get-go cool i had no idea what this book was about and i was like there's a donut on the cover i'm in right <laughs> <laughs> there's no donut on my cover haha <laughs> <laughs> you got that oh, what cover do you have? The one is it the paperback the guy yeah, yeah it's yeah oh, it's the boring version shame. i made sure i downloaded the audiobook with the donut version because i was like this one <laughs> looks better than the other cover <laughs> So should we... Well, I remember when I was reading it and I was talking to some friends about it and they could never remember what it was called because it's just called Company. Yeah. And they were like, you still reading that book, Donut? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm still reading Donut. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So should we guess, read our summary? Uh, since we all, I was going to say, <laughs> since we keep talking about how none of us knew what the book was about, maybe yeah. we should tell our lovely listeners what the book is about. Yes, let's do this. So Zephyr Holdings is a company that appears normal at first. On his first day, Jones is tasked with finding out if the catering department delivered enough donuts to his sales department. After he learns that all of his clients are other departments of Zephyr, he embarks on a journey to learn exactly what it is that Zephyr does. Jones is shocked to learn that Zephyr isn't a real company at all, but an experiment hosted by the CEO, Daniel Klausman. Jones is invited to join the team to create new studies on the Zephyr employees, but his moral compass ultimately sends him on a path to company's destruction. Enter Donut, scene one. <laughs> Donut. <laughs> so I, I've been learning lessons after every podcast that we do, so I actually wrote down a list of main characters in case we need to, Smart. in case we need assistance this time. <laughs> oh, I have the Wikipedia page open just so it tells me who they are. <laughs> and I now realize I think I had Holly and Elizabeth mixed up most of my listening. <laughs> okay. So now I'm trying so, to figure out which one's which. Um, we need to start off with the fact that Erica gave this three stars on Goodreads. 
Erica. You know, is it because because sh- no one died? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there was a few like hmm scenes. The narrator was not good at female voices, and I did not enjoy the ending again because there's this big like finally gonna like stand on their two feet and then we cut scene flash forward six months and i was like give me that i we built up to this and i get nothing (laughs) and then all of a sudden some of the evil people win no so yeah i will i will agree that the ending was a little underwhelming for me that's why i didn't get five stars for me (laughs) but i didn't get three i didn't hate it so but. you you docked the book a star because of the narrator on the audiobook? Yes. Ouch. <laughs> yes, I did. Ouch. That is not Max Berry's fault. <laughs> Very true. I think, think it was, though. <laughs> oh, I gotta say, the concept of this book was super interesting to me, uh, especially mm-hmm. considering that all of us have studied topics like this in college mm-hmm. um, about how like these small little changes in your company can, you know, make a big impact. And it makes you start to wonder, like, how did they know that? Did they run a study? <laughs> oh, that's I want. I think this is based. Who did they run their study on? <laughs> this is based on true events, whether they wanted to say it or not. <laughs> I don't think Eve should have survived should have survived at all (laughs) the employee should have beaten her to death but she she came out a winner and i needed her not to be the winner that's how life goes sometimes though no but hold on wait a minute with our previous books weren't you not happy with the ending because it ended the way that you expected it to end and this one it didn't Yeah, but she's evil. And she... last time you're like, oh, but everyone got a happy ending. All the good guys got a happy ending. I don't want that. Well, this time, surprise, some of the bad ones did too. I know. I know. I don't know. I don't know what you want. <laughs> so inconsistent. <laughs> <sighs> I just Eve. I hated her. I hated her start to finish, and I just wanted her gone. And I want to know how no one figured out that like. She was part of this like testing group and she never once got let go because was she really that great of a receptionist? Well, there were a lot of people in in the company that failed up. What was the name of the guy they talked about? I don't even remember, like not his real name, but they talked about uh, the Phoenix. Yes. the Phoenix. Oh, that, yes. <laughs> and people would just get fired around him and he just kept getting promoted. <laughs> and I worked at plenty of companies where there's those one or two people that are just never at their desk, never doing any work and just nothing happens yeah. to them. <laughs> so yeah i've had that and plus they have they had another receptionist i'm forgetting her name right now that that seemed to do all the work and just kind of knew that eve doesn't ever have to be at her desk yes and they they also touched on how the employees had their theories that like she was having an affair with what's his name the ceo right but that's the only like people knew she wasn't doing her job she drew drove a car that was far too fancy for someone at, at her pay grade and, and everyone had their suspicions about how she was pulling it off. Um, and, and it, I, I don't think they ever said that that was intentional by the alpha group, but it could have been, it could have been like, well, let them wonder and then they'll never let them come up with their ex- reasons why you don't have to do any work right. and you, you dress nicer and have a nicer car. Yeah, Cause they could have promoted her and then, at any time, but they wanted to have one member of their group in each department. Yeah. So 
it you know it give them an opportunity to have someone at reception someone doing janitorial they had one person in upper management so i thought i thought that was interesting that they didn't just stick them all in one group or or they didn't shy away from you know they did have one person upper management so they had one mole there but they also like the ceo is the janitor i thought was a nice touch mm-hmm. like the person you wouldn't expect like the person that most of the people in the building probably don't notice and don't talk yep. to and don't ever wonder why he's just he could be anywhere because there's always somewhere you need to be cleaning so i like that so what would you say is i don't know favorite is the right word to use here but what is your favorite tactic that the company used or like experiment that they did Okay, evil minion. <laughs> Erica's face. <laughs> I am not Team Alpha in this. <laughs> Neither am I. I just thought the concept, you know. Of- I love the moment that when Jones figures out that they only sell things to other departments in the company. Because at that point in the book, you don't know really what's going on. And I was like, what the hell? Yes. <laughs> when he realizes, oh, we only sell training to other departments mm-hmm. and just a lot of like the messing with their minds of like if your sales are too high and then we have to pay you higher commissions <laughs> then the expenses of our department go up and if you're the be- so if you're the best salesperson then you are the most likely to be let go yes. because you're costing our department too much like all of that and so then them like canceling their tr- the, the their own sales mm-hmm. to to not get let go just watching how the alpha was messing with the employees and the employees were so just concerned about keeping their job that yes. they never caught on they yeah. never caught on to like there's something very wrong with this they all just kind of seem like yeah i mean yeah we sell to the other departments let them figure out and then when they tried to cancel orders they're like wait why is it in high demand it, yes exactly <laughs> like there's gotta be a reason you must be booked i'll i'll double my order yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. so those types of things really crack me up um because on the one hand it's like it's super ridiculous. But then I think about some companies that I know where you do like bill other departments for things. And I'm just like, oh, billing, that's just, <laughs> it's it's not that far mm-hmm. off. I know you don't bill them directly like they pay, but you like bill things to the department right. and take it out of their budget. And so you're only a few steps away from it getting to this point. I am still not team alpha. Erica, Erica has no, no favorite experiments. No. <laughs> not even putting the smokers in a corral. <laughs> 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 I just I, I was just I was confused start to finish on how like what you said Patrick as soon as I figured out they revealed like they are selling products to their own selves and no one else I go uh-huh. how are you still at this company uh-huh what? well I was like how does he how do they make any money and then it, it, their excuse was like well we're just a holding company mm-hmm. I was like huh and I thought about it. I'm like, well, I've never worked for a holding company, but I did own, work for a co- like a company that was owned by a holding company. And I have no idea what the people at that company do all day. Like they own us, but what do they do? And all they were, honestly, all that holding company was ever concerned with was our headcount and keeping our headcount down. But I was like, what do they do besides <laughs> own us and sit around in a building and look at headcount numbers? <laughs> they fight over so, donuts. Again, I mean, that's got to be it. When you run out of things to do, those are the things you worry about. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the donuts. Yes. Talk about the donuts and Roger. Roger. Oh, have you guys ever known a Roger? That like asked where my donut went? No, just like someone so petty that they wouldn't let something as minuscule as a missing donut go. I'm sorry. Have you met me? (laughs) (laughs) 
I loved the fact that they never let that go. Like it was the runner through the yes. entire book. And, and, and that he let it go for just long enough that you kind of forget mm-hmm. about it. And then when Roger, I love the way, as, as much as you, you, you hate Roger, he's terrible. But I love the way he, they, they came up with the plan where he just took the management yes. position. He just convinced yeah. everyone that he was the manager because the network was down and nobody could verify it. <laughs> it that part I thought was hilarious. Cause I, th- the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, some of the other companies that I worked at, if they didn't have an org chart that they could access, how would they prove right. it? Right. <laughs> Especially when no one wants to talk to HR. I just understand why um, that was Elizabeth's idea and she didn't like run with it. Like you had to have known this was going to go poorly. Mm. I don't know. She should have taken a page out of Pam in the office when Pam made her own department and made herself the own head of the department. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you guys all just sort of forgot to sign the form. Paperwork must have been right. lost. So that part- I, I wonder, too, if it, if it tied into that whole thing about like with the sales, like if you're if your sales are too high, then you cost too much. Then we're going to let you go. Like no one wanted to end up like if it does work. Now I make the most in the department. Right. If if it does if it does work, then maybe we're protected from what was I forget their boss. Sydney. Uh, Sydney, yeah, Sydney from Sydney, right? We can get rid of Sydney, but if it ends up being me, now I'm the target, mm-hmm. right? So let let Roger go do it. You know, with Roger's personality, it was going to be him. Yeah, you had to. He was know. going to insist regardless. But I do love the fact that as soon as he got the power, the first thing he was just like, "Okay, so let's talk about my donut." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I still can't believe he got it. I mean, I'm petty, but I wouldn't get someone fired over a donut. Yeah, for Wendell. But I will fixate on something until I have the answer. <laughs> and I will bring it back. I'll be like, do you remember six months ago when this happened? What really happened? Like, it's been six months. You can tell me now. Like, it's it's in the past. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you did that. I do it all the time. <laughs> I am a Roger, but I won't fire you over it fingers sydney i did not like she can go eve didn't like she could go who did you like that's a better question i liked elizabeth i think yeah really is is elizabeth the one that is in love with roger at the end yes then no i don't like elizabeth maybe it's just holly (laughs) holly was the gym rat oh yeah i liked holly because i was like she would have put a peloton bike in that gym and i support that (laughs) jones i liked until he liked eve and then i was like jones you silly silly fool you fell for her trap and her spider web of lies you were supposed to be better than this i did like though that jones also knew he was supposed to be better than this (laughs) you know yes it wasn't just so cut and dry like oh i like you now i'm okay with all of this like he was fighting it the whole Mm -hmm. way and in not his main character, well, okay, maybe in his first book, the main character's not a dope, but like that whole thing gets pulled on him where his, like, he stupidly tells his great idea to his roommate, who, by the way, was named, the name of the roommate was Sneaky Pete. You should know he's going to do something oh, yeah. like this. In the second book, the main character is awesome. She's kick-ass. But there was a couple other, there was one of the guys that gets gets hired to pull a job, like, is, is just, like, really stupid. Like, it, he... And so when when you in, when you're introduced to Jones, this being the third book, I thought it was going to be another character like this. This is kind of too dumb for his own good, because in the beginning he's like, I don't know what this company does. I just needed a job. But I do like that it turned out as the book went on, he was the only one to figure it out, or like he figured it out faster than other people. So he wasn't stupid. He just kind of landed, you know, landed in the job. Yeah. Didn't know what was going on. And I was I was a little concerned the very first time I read. It. I'm like, this is another 
is this the same guy? Is this always going to be his main character? It's just kind of a dope, not a stupid guy, but just a dope, yeah. you know, like what am I doing here? So I did like that. He figured it out by the end. I liked the conversations they had around ethics and integrity throughout the book yeah. about the idea that most people only have ethics because they are, they know they're supposed to like people expect them to, or they're afraid they're going to get caught. And it turns out that in the end, like even though he went along with Alpha for a while in the end, he really did. Like he, he cut his ass handed to him oh, in yeah. the end he got beaten up just like everybody else but and no matter what they told him about well people will hate you if they find out what we're really doing to them he, he went through with it anyways because even if they're gonna hate he didn't say like oh well if they're gonna hate me and they're gonna be miserable because they lost their job it's still not right what we're doing to them mm-hmm. so I, I did like that that was the resolution i remember the first time i read it i'm like oh they kept making that argument like if you tell them they're gonna be unhappy i'm like man i hope this doesn't end with like he keeps the charade going, but tries to just make it better. You know, like I'll make a better version of alpha. And then, and that's the end of the book. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel okay. I'm not going to have the warm and fuzzy feeling at the end of that. Maybe Erica would have liked that ending. But I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Erica. I would have. Erica. Like. How would you have felt if they didn't reveal who took the donut though? That's the question. I have. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> would you be writing letters to Max Berry? It... Wondering where the sequel is. We need to resolve this. <laughs> I mean, if if it had been brought up that many times and then not resolved, I probably yeah, would have tweeted yeah. the author and be like, hi, so like, I just need to know this. But it was resolved. So I know this book came out 15 years ago, but I have to know who took the yeah. donut. I think I would have been okay with the book if it had ended on the riot. If we just didn't do that mm. final scene, I would have been okay. I don't need to know where they went because, like, the whole book is about this time frame, this experiment. I don't need to know how they did after the experiment's mm. over. But can you remind me, is the only way to be on the Alpha team, you figure out where the CEO is? Like, how how did everyone else get on Team Alpha? You know, they I didn't actually they were explain clear. that. They, yeah. Rude. They did say he was, like, like he figured it out faster. Mm-hmm than anyone so i mean you have to imagine that that it couldn't have just been the ceo running this by himself so he probably and he had a partner at one point yeah, right so he probably had a couple of people and then my guess is um as people figured it out they just if they were smart they brought him into the fold okay. and if they if they if um if they didn't want to go along with it remember they had all those ways to discredit right. them and say they found like porn on their computer yeah. or whatever it was like <laughs> So they would just get rid of people, but they they felt that because he found them so sm- so quickly, he was probably smart and would be good a good member of the team. Yeah, they were probably you, which makes you wonder if like <clears throat> if they had you know if a bunch of Freddies that figured it out after being there like twenty years, they'd like have no use for them in Alpha. They just just stumbled into the wrong door one day, or accidentally pushed twelve and fourteen at the same time. Yeah. So this reminded me of that movie that is what is it Office Space. Is that the movie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The book reminded me of that the whole time. And that's the tone I really read it in. Yeah. Even though it was was being read to me. Huge at the time that the book came out. Even though it was being read to me, I reprocessed it. Like, no, I'm really going to rethink that scene through that, like, monotone voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what the heck was up with their HR? (laughs) What HR? Exactly. Like they were just talking to a voice in a wall? No, there were people in there. Because yeah. remember they talked to... He what? asked them, like, you guys designed HR to be like this. And they were like, no, that that happened on... Like, they grew into that on their... Organically, like, on their own. We just, like, when, when HR was... I guess I guess what they're trying to say is, when given the complete freedom, that's what HR becomes. <laughs> <you know? laughs> 
Because that was creepy. The what that you go talk to a computer and then the computer like it was just like a mirror or something, wasn't it? Yeah, like they wouldn't actually. Well, I got the pick. I got the feeling they were, you know, watching them through the through the mirror right. and just had like a like an intercom system that they're talking to them through, or maybe it was computer. Maybe it was all by a bot. Um, because it had either been completely automated or they just got to the point that, that, you know, as HR, we'll just have no direct contact with employees. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the scene reminded me of how you now like call a helpline and you have to voice automate to a computer and then you yell at it when right. it doesn't understand what you're saying. You keep saying the same thing, like send me Speak to an to operator. A representative. <laughs> that's that's what it felt like. Human. Yeah. <laughs> Transfer to human. Like, oh, this book totally nailed that experience right there with that HR. That's how I feel every time I call customer service now. Like, mm-hmm. great. So you'd like to speak to a human? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a few questions yeah. first, so we can direct you to the correct human. human. Yeah, that is exactly what it felt yeah. like when I was reading that. I'm like, oh god. It's like it's just a loop. It's a loop, and then I just start hitting buttons until they give me someone to talk to. That is, and I did enjoy the whole um, journey going with Freddie with his, his attempt to declare him, have himself declared too stupid to be able to work and go on disability. And then they call him in there and they have him like answering math problems and stuff (laughs) to prove it. I'm just like, Oh, but the thing that is terrifying was just some of the stuff that is not so far from the truth of like, you know, we, what, we can't fire you for being pregnant, but we what well, you know whatever they said like we can we can fire you for yeah you, you won't get promoted because your you're taking well. too much time yeah. off or whatever right and i just remember from like my days working recruiting it's like well we can't not hire someone because of this but that thing would make it very hard for them to fit in here mm-hmm. so we just write down not a culture fit i'm like oh come on you know it's very transparent yeah um, so that's what it reminded me because that was my first my my first HR experience was working in a recruiting department and like finding that companies have ways around all of that of just how you word it just how you yeah. word it yeah. and okay. even when it's, you talk about like going into an interview and you know being coached like don't don't say these things about yourself don't say if you're single mm-hmm. or you're married or mm-hmm. you know because then they're just going to assume like as a woman well okay well she's going to get married soon and then she's going to get pregnant and right. then she's going right. to like either quit or you know, or you have to pay for maternity mm-hmm. leave and, and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Here's my Erica, you want to say? Pick. No, come on this journey with me. <laughs> okay, so here we Stephen go. Stephen Jones gets hired, mm-hmm. but just Jones. Jones. Just Jones. <laughs> but he's not actually on payroll. They write him off as expenses. Yes. Correct. We're all in agreement with uh-huh. that. All right. That is correct. So then right? how were all of them trying to stack his sales as the highest? Because if he's not an employee, he can never have been fired. Maybe that was their tactic. If mm. if it's not on them. I mean, at that point, they don't care as long as it's not their own. St- right? Everybody in They were himself. stacking sales. <laughs> so he was the highest sales. So it would be him. <laughs> but I'm like, he's not even an employee on anyone's record. So how do people even know who this person? I am so confused That's by true. that. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Plot hole. Plot yeah. hole. Now let's go text him <laughs> because now I'm going to be petty and be like, "This this doesn't work." Oh, he probably has an answer ready for you. Oh yeah. I, I would imagine it's just it's you know the way I would look at it is Zephyr's just such a complete and total mess that. <laughs> 
I don't necessarily think it's a plot hole. I think the characters didn't think of that. Yeah. Think about Milton in Office Space. Like, he, he had already been fired and he was still getting a paycheck. So, <laughs> okay. you know, okay. he's just a glitch and they just fix the glitch. <laughs> I never want to work in corporate America. <laughs> Revisiting this book 15 years later, yeah. now that I don't work in corporate <laughs> America anymore, I already knew how happy I was that I don't. And it really reinforced that. Because <laughs> like, it, it brought back memories of of where I was at the time that I read the book the first time or the second time. Because I had re- I had read it a couple different times at a couple different jobs. And I, all the while working at HR. And it gave me all these flashbacks of like, yeah, n- never going back. Never going back. Mm-hmm. So what about the subplot with Megan, who was the assistant who would track everything that Jones did? And had the ceramic bears all over her desk. All the bears. Yeah. What about her, Carly? Are you making that a judgment? That just felt very you... out there. Like, do people do that? Do they write down every single time they see a person? I have found... She likes him in a creepy way, but let her in be, Carly. Let her way. be. Wow. I, I, f- I found that everywhere I've worked, any corporate office that I've worked, like everybody had their weird thing mm-hmm. that they were re- they were doing when they were supposed to be working. Everyone, myself included. <laughs> everybody had something they should have they should have been doing work, but like people find ways to fill the time. And I think that the reason it was important was like, didn't Eve bring it up later to Jones? Yeah. Like uh, how like everybody's computer is uh, is completely being surveilled because you're all part of this experiment. So there were just a lot of, I mean, it seemed like the only one who was really doing any work was was the actual receptionist. Was her name Gretel? Is that right? You know, I didn't I write her name. her name down because I didn't picture her as it a maid. Like she actually had to. <laughs> she wasn't, but it, I know. it didn't seem like she actually did she some did. work. She did. <laughs> yeah, but it seemed like a cruel thing because why on earth is a receptionist having to transfer intercalls at the same building? Yeah. And why... Could no one figure out to say their name and who they wanted to talk to? It's because like we went dumb, out of Erica. our way to be mean to her, and I'm not here for it. Justice for her. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I thought know it was her astounding that they made her fire everyone. That was the thing that blew me yeah. away. Was like the like, yeah, we're just gonna have you catch everybody on the way in. And that was one of those things that I was like, I could not actually say that a company I worked at would do that, but I would not be surprised of hearing a company actually do that. To just be like we'll just have the receptionist let them know on their way in that, you know, they can go home from the day and someone will call them and then they can come pick up their, their box of stuff later in the week. You know, like that doesn't seem so far off from, from what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Not at good companies. I, I I know there are plenty of places that would never dream of doing that, but I think there are plenty of places that are run by people that wouldn't see that as a problem. No, it's like the, why let them get to their desk? Like don't let, don't even let them get to their computer. Cause then if they find out they might take stuff, we just, we'll just cut them off right at the front. It's like the movie Up in the Air where they hired another company to come in and fire people for them. Yes. Like, Hi, yes. you don't know me, but I'm going to give you the worst news of your day. You're fired. Here's your package. Go have a great mm-hmm. day. Like, yeah, it's just mean. Well, mean. I can tell you, I worked for a company one time that uh, they, they did a big offsite meeting. And the story that we got was the... Um, the hotel that gave us the ballroom to use for the offsite, it wasn't big enough to fit the whole company. So they were going to have the same meeting twice. And they told you one, one, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. And they told you which one you were required to go to, to be able to keep the numbers right. And everyone was so convinced that if you were in the second group, you were going to be told once you got there that you had been like, because <gasps> like everyone there was like waiting for it to happen. Now it didn't happen. Okay. It, literally the story they told was true. They really couldn't fit all the people in the room. 
but word got around like why are they doing why are they having a having a big company meeting off site right. why are they splitting us into two groups it's layoffs because it was a mortgage company and everyone kind of knew that eventually yeah. people are going to get let go is today the day are they literally breaking us up into like telling the first group you all have your jobs you don't say anything because the second group doesn't and they're on their way here now or or maybe it could have been the first group like you're all gone and then when we come in as a second group they're like so we just let half the company go so you're safe <laughs> you know like we but we believed it we were just like this might actually be what's happening right because it didn't seem that far out and that is where i was working when i read this book so i was 100 percent like oh yeah they would totally do that they would get us off site first <laughs> meanwhile they're packing up our desk while we're here <laughs> for this meeting <laughs> yeah so not cool but you hear these stories all the time about people that like find out they got fired via text messages and stuff right? like that and 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 like so i'm like oh having the receptionist do it like i, I think that's awful mm-hmm. but i also think that there's there's companies out there that would be like this is genius we'll just stop them when they get in the building and then they'll just turn around and leave why why have them come in and get comfortable we're doing them a favor yeah we'll just keep all the stuff at their desk no big deal yeah <laughs> <clears throat> so I have a, a question to sort of end sure. the podcast with. Um, sure. What's the most annoying thing that's ever happened to you at work? So one time we were told there was two separate meetings. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've been part of one of those massive layoffs um where they literally like you know it's going to be that day you don't know who it's going to be and someone taps you on the shoulder and says lock your computer stand up and leave like grab your car keys and your phone and follow me right and then they take you to a room and this this again was at a mortgage company this is the most annoying part of it wasn't the day that um that i got let go it was the rounds that they did before that where i didn't like get let go where they kept sending the same message like we had to let a lot of people go today, but don't worry. We made deep cuts so that we won't have to do mm-hmm. this again. And you're just like, I don't believe yeah. you. I don't believe you. This industry is in trouble. We're in the recruiting department and we're not hiring anymore. We're not going to be working here much longer. The writing's on the wall. You just let go a third of our department. And then a few months later or a few weeks later, it's like you see them walking around the office, tapping people on the shoulder, and they get up and walk out. And then you go, okay, I'm still here. But then they send the same message, like, don't worry, we 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 cut really deep this time so that we won't have to do this again, and your job is safe. And like, no, it's not. I guarantee I'll be in the next round. We're, you just let another one-third of the group go. <laughs> and so when, when my time came, like, it just sucked because I remember – a friend of mine, the, the guy I sat next to, our desks were like in these little pods of four, right? Not quite as bad as having to share one cubicle with your whole department, like at Zephyr. But we were in this little pod, and uh, my friend got up and walked up to like the, the food truck and bought a breakfast burrito. And he came back while it was happening, when like people were being tapped on the shoulder. So he wasn't, he didn't, like the rest of us had figured out what was going on. And when that happens, everybody just locks eyes on their screen because you don't want to be sitting there watching people right? get get laid off right so you're just like staring at your screen hoping no one comes to talk to you well he walks in during and he set his burrito down and they had been looking for him they were asking me hey where is he i'm like i think he went to get food so he comes in he puts his burrito down. he's like what's going on they're like grab your keys and phone and follow me so he goes out and like a half an hour later he texts me he's like hey man so um i just got let go can you bring my breakfast burrito down And I did. I was like looking around. I'm like, I don't want to lose my job over this. But yeah, man, you just bought your burrito. And it had one bite. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, and it's just sitting on his desk. So I had to go down and hand it to him because he couldn't, he wasn't allowed back in the building. 
And um, and while you're, they would take everyone to a room, tell you in one big group that you're all let, let go. Here's your paycheck, but we can't let you go back to your desk to get any of your stuff. You can come by on Friday to pick it up off site. We'll have it boxed with your name on it. And it was just the process of doing this. And because I worked in HR, it was my own department that was doing it. Right. And so it was just it. Every part of it was mm-hmm. terrible. And to add, to make things even worse, when this all started, I was approached by the management of my recruiting department. To join Team Alpha? I was the one that, <laughs> in <Okay>. a way, <laughs> they, they said, um, hey, you're really good with Excel. <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> and this is before any layoffs had started, but like staff just knew, like it's only a matter of time. And they kept denying, denying, denying. We're not going to let people go. We've never done layoffs. We never will. Like, so we were wondering, uh, we just, you know, we just really want to see how everyone's doing with their numbers and so that we can recognize outstanding work. Can, can you create a spreadsheet where, um, we could like type in one employee's name and it will compare their stats versus the entire department average, or we could compare two people to each other and, and across all these different metrics. And I was like, yes. I can make that. And they're like, thanks. It'll be super helpful. And I go back to my desk. I'm like, yes, super helpful to decide who's about to lose oh, their wow. job. I knew exactly what it was for because they never tracked that that right. stuff in a comparable way. It was, you had your goals and, and you really were responsible for meeting them yourself. And that's about it. Never in a way that we're going to rank people or it was literally, they wanted to be able to like, I, like if I had the sheet, I could type in Carly and then type in Erica and it would across rows compare you to each other. And then on a third row, what is the department average? And what was... Okay, but I'm higher though, right? Obvi- <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, well, just know that if, if, if I write the sheet and Erica loses her job and you don't, she's never going to let you go. <laughs> Actually, no, she's never going to stop asking me for those numbers. <laughs> So let's talk about that spreadsheet. It's okay. It's been six months now. It's fine. Yeah. But what were the yeah, numbers? Yeah, I, I have a so, new no, job the, now. I'm happy. What What were they? The hardest part about it was, I mean, obviously, the, obvi- the, the really obvious piece of knowing. I'm writing a piece of software, essentially, that they're going to use to lay off my friends. It wasn't, this wasn't company-wide. This was my department of 25 yeah. people. So, but the really, the stressful piece of it was knowing that I can't screw up on this. Because if I make a mistake in my calculations, the wrong person is going to lose their job. The best outcome for me out of this whole thing will will be knowing that when people let get let go, that if if I did my work correctly, and I this sounds terrible, but the right people get let go. Like they're all going to get let go eventually, anyways. They're going to do it in waves, but the low performers are going to go first. And if I do my job correctly, they'll be able to identify who those low performers were. It was just so stressful. And on top of that. Everybody in the department going, hey, what are you working on? I'm like, because <laughs> you know what I can't say is, oh, I'm writing a program that will compare your metrics to everyone else in the department. They're going to be like, you're doing right. what? Hey, we're friends, right? We're friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that was that was probably the worst assignment I've ever been given. And, and as much as I, I really liked the people I worked for in my department, like they were trying to do the best they could. They were like, look, we're going to have to lay off a third of the department. Let's make sure we pick the right people. They weren't allowed to tell me what it was, even though I knew what it was. And it, it just every part of it felt so dirty to get called into an office in in an office environment where up until that point, our our vice president never, ever shut her door. Never. 
if she had a meeting, there was no reason to shut the door. We don't say anything that we can't discuss with the door open. And about a week before this, she started having meetings with the door shut. And then they called me in and shut the door when they asked me this. I'm like, you're not asking me to make a very happy spreadsheet if you shut the door. No one else is allowed to know what I'm working on. And so it was a very, it was a very stressful time. And then to see, you know, I ran the numbers and I knew, okay, I'm like, oh, there's my friend so-and-so. He's in the bottom third and he was in the first wave. And here's my friends that are in the second third and they were in the next wave. And they laid off the entire department to the point that it was a VP and a manager and no employees. <laughs> like that's how far they had to mm-hmm. cut. And and just one group after another. And just knowing that it not that I had a part of it, like it was my fault, but knowing that I had to do the the math right. on it. Oof. Oh man. Yeah. I kind of felt like Alpha. <laughs> <You're> alpha. <laughs> Cause I was like part of the inner circle that was making the decision. I was like, I don't want to be part of this. Yeah. <laughs> and I got let go in the last group cause they needed me to keep making spreadsheets. <laughs> I didn't have to make the spreadsheets, but working in like the payroll department, I knew before the person knew you're getting fired today. And then I had to sit there and pretend I didn't know for as far in advance that as they told me that's that part. Cause we have on films union rules that you get your paycheck on the day that you're let go. Right. So I would know at least 24 hours in advance someone was being let go before they knew. And it's it's what Patrick said. Like, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. I did not enjoy that part. I do not do that right now in my current role, which I'm very thankful for. But yeah, I did that on one to two projects. And it was just the oh, hardest thing because 90% of the time they didn't know that it was going to happen. See, when I asked this question, I was picturing more along the lines of like, oh, my annoying coworker used to do <laughs> this. Or... We're not shallow, Carly. We're oh. deep. We're ethical. Uh, well, I I will say I worked in a department where there were three or four of us uh, that had a manager and then or directly above that manager was a director. We all sat together and the manager would literally delegate every single one of her tasks to one of the three of us three or four of us, everything. And we found that we were like, what does she actually work on? And we eventually discovered she had another job <gasps> that she was able to work remote. So she did it from this oh my job. Gosh. So anything that she was given, she pushed onto us and then double dipped and got another. That's paycheck. a great story. <laughs> we couldn't prove it for the longest time. Oh. I mean, to the point that in all staff meetings, her cell phone would ring and she would just get up and walk out because she was doing another job and had to take calls. And it was obvious but the director was a very, very nice man who just couldn't couldn't see it because he just I, I think part of it is like he just couldn't believe that someone would do that. Yeah. And so as much as we were trying to say, like, you really got to watch her. Like, I think she's working another job. And then uh, I don't remember if she eventually got fired for performance or quit. But after she was gone, we were able to prove it. We were like, aha, there's the proof. Uh, I think it, it ended up being like on her LinkedIn or something that she had been at this other job for like several years, which way overlapped with her working with us. That was frustrating, not just because it's like, oh, there's this lazy person in our department that's not doing anything. It's because it was our direct supervisor who was then just pushing everything off to us. And a lot of times, you know, you would see the director give her an assignment. And then when he walked away, she kind of like turned to us. I'm like, (laughs) so obvious, but he's not here to see it. Like she just got a task Mm -hmm. and now she's going to give it to us. And then when we do it, she's going to turn it into him. And so that was hard. That's crazy. Because we, we were not in an environment that we could do anything about it. Just the way that company was set up. Like, nobody wanted to hear about it. They just were like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not, that, no, there's no one would do that. There's no way. Do you have any proof? No, you don't have any proof. It's like, no, she doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was rough. That was rough going to work every day knowing that, that you had a boss that was literally doing nothing. Mm-hmm. 
Erica, do you have any crazy stories like that? <laughs> None that I'm allowed to share due to NDAs I have to sign. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> By Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> I've only signed a few NDAs, but... I, yeah, unfortunately, I do not want to be blacklisted in my industry or previous job employers. So I will say that the annoying thing is me because at our office, when we're not work from home, the standing rule is I can only play Disney music after 6 p.m. Because I want (laughs) to play it all day, every day. We're open office space, so it's shared music. And I work best with Disney and film score music. And apparently that's not the common music genre picks. So, and I can't work with headphones in because I need to be able to hear my phone and if uh, my team members need me. So, yeah, I'm the annoying one with Disney. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. What about you, Carly? Um, I mean, mine are less so than you guys. You know, I've had the issues of being stuck sitting too close to the kitchen, so I get all of the kitchen <laughs> oh, smells. Yeah. Um, but you I also are first in line for the donuts. Eh. <laughs> wasn't worth it. <laughs> and then I get all the noises from the kitchen too. Uh, but I did have this one coworker who used to hum while she was working. Um, and she also made other noises like a lot mm. while she was working. Or if her computer slowed down for a second, she would freak out. Um, so I had to put like double headphones in sometimes to tune her out. And then, then I've had another coworker come over and try and talk to me and I didn't hear her. Because I had two headphones in trying to tune out this humming. Um, and yeah, I got in trouble for that. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want from me. I can't handle this. It's called sound anxiety and it's real. Yeah. I, 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 similar, I, I had, a, I sat next to the scanner and a printer and I would have a phone call and it was like shared spaces and it was just sometimes too much noise for me and I would freak out on everyone. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I worked at one company where um, we got a new boss and he was just a nightmare. And he he did something completely inappropriate using Photoshop and photos of people in our department. And uh, we had had enough and we went and filed a complaint like as a group. But he was hired on by somebody in, in corporate that he was very good friends with. And that's who we had to take the complaint to. Mm. And so they couldn't get away with doing nothing because the complaint was so legitimate. Like it was her friend, but she couldn't protect him. But her, her um, solution was uh, we think there's just a lot of issues with this department. Like everyone's screwing around. So we're going to write up everyone, including us who went and made the complaint. So that was a really awful day. Just, just these stories we're telling brought that one back. I'd (laughs) forgotten about that for a while, but to go like, listen, our manager is, using Photoshop to make very inappropriate pictures of employees doing things <gasps> to each other. And this needs to stop. Yes, it was that bad. And they, and that we got, we had to, we had to sign a paper that we're written up for just, you know, we're just going to make it a very general, like your whole department is, is misbehaving. Oh like, my God. What? Wow. And there was no mechanism to, to complain or to whistleblow. There, there wasn't anything like we had gotten as high as you could get, you know, there was that one. And I did have one more, that same job when our manager was doing another job, we're doing all this work. And there's a guy in our own department across the room sleeping in his chair and not like he was tired and fell asleep. He was like, I'm just going to go to sleep. Cause I don't have anything to do right oh now. And we would catch him. We're like, dude, you can't sleep at your desk. And he was like, whatever. 
Sure, I can. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a director. Whatever. I'm waiting for a meeting. I have to sit here and wait for this meeting. I'm bored. I'm asleep. I'm like, we took pictures of him, and people were just like, nobody wanted to do anything about it. We're like, he was alpha. This just the in the inequity. Yeah, there was so much inequity between the the way the levels of employees were treated. To watch a director sleep in his chair while mm-hmm. you're working was insane. It was just absolutely insane. So those are my. Well, styles. I think that's a great, and that's why I love this book so much. Because- <laughs> Because the horrible people got beat up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we didn't even get to like enjoy to it. It was like they got there and then jump ahead six months, and I was like, "What? <laughs> you Where's my to riot about them getting beat up?" Yes, I wanted Alpha to go down in flames. <laughs> they don't deserve a happy ending. Okay, Wendell did. Well. Thank you for joining us today <laughs> on the Finer Things Club. Share us with your friends. Leave us a review. And send us any book recommendations. We'll give you a shout out if we read your book. Absolutely. <laughs> or listen. Do we call it read if it's an audiobook? I don't know yet. I'm, I'm, I'm a I newbie. Mean, I, I do just by default. I'm like, oh, I just read this book. Because okay. if someone doesn't know I do audiobooks, it just sounds so weird to go like, yeah, I just listened to this book. And, <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, because I do audiobooks. I'm, my vision is bad. It's like, nah, I read a book. Okay. I read a book a week. And people are like, ooh, that's you impressive. Are impressive. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, saw, I saw your good read total count this year. I'm so far behind. But I'm like, if I can audiobook this up. I'm back in the game. Oh, but Erica, a lot of those are comic books. <laughs> I know. <laughs> also, if you're going to make a recommendation, please do not take it from Book Talk. That Book Talk is not good recommendation. So far, I am zero for three. I start them and I Ooh. don't go further than like the first 90 pages. I'm like, no, Ooh. no, Book Talk, you're wrong. So if you're Book Talk, get out of here. All JK, right. JK. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Follow us on Instagram at The Finer Things Club Podcast. Connect with us on Goodreads at goodreads.com slash The Finer Things Club Podcast. If you wish to send us correspondence, you may do so via electronic mail at The Finer Things Podcast at gmail.com. Join us again next time for a deep dive into another great book. And until then, stay classy.